Hello, and welcome to the Zatsu Dive. I'm Yuki. And I'm Noah. And this is a podcast about VTubers, uh, and also anime and gaming um, through the lens of VTubing. So, Yuki, what is what is a VTuber? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, so for some people, a VTuber is a person who uses a live 2D or a 3D model on streams or in short form content in order to act as a persona for them to interact with the audience. But uh, I think there's a little bit more to it there because you also have things like PNG tubers. You have people who do VTubing and also live uh, flush tubing, I think people call it, which I think is really fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, 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 are you, what is a VTuber to you? Mm, what is a VTuber to me? Um, VTuber has become super mainstream now, right? So, like, the, the term now is, like, pretty broad. And I, I don't think you can, like, justify, like, what is a VTuber properly nowadays. Yeah, that's a good because point. Because there's, like you said, there's so much that can be considered as a VTuber. Yeah. Like- so, I don't really know. I mean, like, for instance, to go to that point, there's like Lily Pichu is someone who I think most people outside of this have like a lot of people outside of the VTubing, you know, community or fandom or whatever you want to call it are familiar with. But I don't think most of them think of her as a VTuber. But recently she just put out like a song cover or an original song, I believe. Mm. That is very much in the VTuber space where a lot of people who worked on it are, you know, VTuber community artists. She has a model that she streams with occasionally, at least as far as I understand. So I agree. I think the lines are kind of getting blurred compared to, you know, if you go yeah. back to like 2016 if you go back or whatever. To the good old days. Yeah, like Kizuna Ai era, where it was like, oh, yeah. this is the VTuber. There's one of them. So. That's it. That's it. It's a think, tough question. Yeah. I think the main form of content also changed throughout the times, right? They used to do like short videos as to like the main the main source of content for VTubers nowadays are streams. Yeah. No, that's actually a really good point because back when um Aichan was, you know, top dog, there was a I wasn't around back then either, but there was a big discussion at some point, um, you know, like forums on Twitter, you know, all those places that you should absolutely never go to. But people were like, okay, these these new people coming out who are using 3D models and they're using this new emergent live 2D technology, but they're not making short form content. They're streaming. They're not really VTubers. They're V streamers. And that was like a whole thing where people were like no if you don't make if you don't make pre-recorded short form content you're not a vtuber and now it's kind of the opposite most vtubers nowadays are streamers first and then they take their stream content and they turn that into clips on you know tiktok or instagram or youtube shorts or whatever yeah i think the same thing's happening right now like you know how like a lot of vtubers like to like tweet Mm-hmm. And don't like actually post content so that <laughs> they're like VTweeters instead of VTubers or something like that. Yeah, I've heard that before too. Yeah, I mean, I think time will tell. Times are always changing, I think. So, what is a VTuber? It's a very, very, it, it, it'll get harder as time goes. Like, maybe, maybe something super broad in the future even broader than now, I think. Yeah, I I can't imagine it going back to the way it was before. Like the cat's kind of out of the bag, right? So Yeah. It'll be it'll be tough for it to shrink further or like narrow down the definition. I think you're probably on the money with that. One thing that I mean it's yeah. One thing that yeah, I ahead. find interesting is like the V tweeter phenomenon. It's very interesting to me that there are, you know, I don't know if people go into it with that mindset, but there are people who will go through the trouble of, you know, commissioning a character design and getting a model and getting it rigged and, you know, getting assets for their stream and everything and everything. And then they 
never hit the go live button um, and all they do is Twitter content. And like on the one hand, there are a lot of people who do that, who do do short form content. But also there are a lot of people who just don't. They just tweet and get art commissioned. And it's like at some point, at some point, it, you're no longer a VTuber, right? But where is yeah. where's the line, <laughs> I guess, is the question. Yeah, there's a lot of gray area that, you know, needs to be like, how do you call it? Needs to be, you know, you need, you need to find a line to draw, I think. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, I don't know. VTubers, whatever, you know, you feel is right in your heart, ultimately. Like, it doesn't, there's no, like, CEO of VTubing, although, <laughs> maybe, maybe there should be. Um, so, maybe. like, it's not the case that it really matters. I know that some people are voluntarily rejecting the VTuber label because there is a little bit of extra baggage there. A lot of people, yeah. I don't know. They got into VTubing through like the Hololive EN boom and either as fans or as VTubers themselves. And so I think a lot of the trappings of Hololive have kind of bled into the wider ecosystem of what a VTuber is. People think that you need things like a debut. You have to do some sort of, you know, music or art in order to be a VTuber. So uh, especially for the EN community. Right, they are very, very influ influenced by Hololife EN, which I think is kind of a good thing, I think. There could definitely I mean, they, it could be worse for sure, yeah. yeah. But they, I think they set a good example though to to be like a quality VTuber if you want to be like those like fancy company ones. Yeah, right? well, that's true. So when you say like a good VTuber... I guess that's kind oh, of there's a, a, lot of... a loaded question, but... <laughs> yeah, that is a loaded question. So, I mean, ultimately, being good as a VTuber is kind of determined by the VTuber themselves, right? Like, how happy you are with the content you're producing to the audience that you're producing it to at the rate that you're producing it at. Also, the quality, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are really obsessed with quality. Including us, I think. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, we're very, very here at the Zatsu Dive. We're very quality focused. Um, but the jokes aside, I think a lot of people get really obsessed with having lots of bells and whistles when they debut. They want, you know, like a fucking yeah. four minute anime MV animated by Studio Trigger themselves. And they need a yeah. debut with like four new original songs. And your model has to be, you know, 8 billion toggles and everything. And it's tough because yeah. on the one hand, having all of that does help with discoverability when you're starting out. If you make a big splash, people are likely to take notice. But I don't think it's like a requirement to be a VTuber to have all that stuff. So like to circle back to the Hololive point, like when the big corporate VTubers are come, are debuting and they have all of that, it definitely makes it feel like that's what a VTuber is. Is it someone who does what they do? Even if you're on, you know, an independent creator's budget or yeah, <laughs> like a lack of a budget entirely. So tough. Yeah, they make the, the barrier to entry look very high. Yeah, and I think that's one of the great things about VTubing is that the barrier to entry is like actually not there at all, right? You have, you can kind of do whatever with whatever you have available and people will be like, yeah, yeah that's a year of VTuber, sure, if you call yourself one, I guess. I mean, there's, at this like point in time, there's a lot of free assets you could use. So that's technically, true. you you. you only need like a pc to stream and like a mic that you can talk into and then you should be fine honestly yeah i think that's true but i i, I mean on one hand i believe that's true like i really want to believe that it's true but it's so hard man when you see people coming out with uh coming out swinging with everything 
Yeah. So, I can't imagine that's like demoralizing. To, to an extent, for sure. It's also really tough because part of like, what I think one of the great things about VTubing is like anonymity. The, the separation between, I don't know, the puppeteer behind the character and the character itself is really cool. But because of that, it's, it's like when you're playing an online game, right? You're playing a game of, I don't know, League of Legends because you're a degenerate and you have no life. And your teammates, they do something wrong and it's really easy to get mad at them because they're just a username. They're just like, there's, there, it's, there's not a real person there. I think the same thing is kind of true of VTubing where like you see the model, you see the VTuber, the VTuber, but you don't see like the VTuber, if that makes sense. And yeah. it can be really hard. I don't know, especially since a lot of VTuber fans are, they kind of skew younger, you know, people in high school or even younger. And they see their VTube, like their favorite VTuber, like, I want to be just like them and become a VTuber and not realize that, oh, yeah, that's a working adult or, oh, that's a person with, you know, a corporation backing them. And the things that they can get out, they can do are not essential to being a VTuber, but they can do it because they have that extra backing. And yeah, I think it's very important sure. to separate that out. And be like, yeah, you don't need that to be a VTuber. I, yeah, I agree. Definitely agree. But a lot of people also underestimate how hard it is to be a VTuber. I think like the constant, constant like content output. I think it's for content creators in general. It's pretty hard to, you know, be consistent. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I was saying, right? Like a lot of people are working like a full-time job. Yeah in addition to being a VTuber. And turns out being a content creator is basically just a second job between... Unless you're super su successful, right? I guess. Unless, unless you're that 1%. That's true. I mean, at that point, that's because you basically turned it into your primary job. So you no longer have to work too. But I mean, more along the lines of there's so much stuff that goes on for a VTuber, even a regular blush tuber, beyond just like the hours that they're on camera. I know people have talked about how they have to be tethered to like social media. I think um, I want to say Ludwig might have had a, a discussion where he talked about this, where like he has to constantly be plugged in because if anything happens, he has to make a statement because he needs the engagement uh, or he has to yeah. like be ready to make a reaction piece because his that's like his livelihood. If he doesn't make that content when the opportunity arises, that's just lost money. So yeah. there's a lot of when even when you're on, you know, you're off streaming and you're in your free time, like you're, you're still kind of your mind space is there. And then also things like, yeah, video editing and recording. And if you make your own assets or your own music or whatever, then there's that. If you're an editor, there's that. So there's a lot. Um, and of course, it's not necessary to be a VTuber, right? Because you can just be the type of person who, you know, loads up twitch.tv or youtube.com, hits the go live button, streams for a couple hours, and then puts it away and doesn't do anything else. But I think a lot of people yeah. want, <laughs> they want a little bit more. Um, they want, you know, either to chase some sort of growth metric or to connect to a community or something. And then, then, yeah, that's, that's obviously that's more time investment. So. Oh yeah. hundred percent. One thing that I think is interesting with like the question of what is a VTuber? And I'd like to get your thought on this is like the community building aspect of it. It feels like every VTuber is trying to build like their own community. I don't know. Is that in your mind? Like, part of being a VTuber is having that? Or do you think that's kind of just optional, but a good way to, you know, drive engagement and whatever? I think building a community just comes like in the same package as like being a VTuber. Mm. If you if you are like a, like a VTuber that constantly posts like a content, you will like build a, build a community naturally, I think. Hmm. I think you might be right. You always have like a 
community like backing you. Even if you're like small, you will have like a tiny community. So like, I think there there are like definitely VTubers that focus on their community more than others. I think it just depends on what the VTuber wants. Like if you want to nurture your, if you want to focus your community or just focus on your own content, you know, it just depends. I see. I think that, I think that makes sense. In terms of like nurturing a community, it does feel like that does kind of happen automatically, like you said, because you're right. As soon as there's two people in chat or two people yeah. on Twitter who like post underneath something that the VTuber posts, now they can have a conversation about it. And then boom, boom, bada bing, bada boom, you got a community. Got yourself a stew. Yeah. So. Easy okay. clap. Yeah. It might yeah. be like a chicken and egg thing where it's like, yes, you, yeah, you community will hand. happen. Yeah. Okay. So I think we've covered, at least on a surface level, you know, what is a VTuber? At the very least, we have maybe the beginnings of a definition. What do you think yeah, about... Sure. The, so okay so we kind of touched on this a little bit about you know the assets part and making sure you have all the bells and whistles a couple maybe like a week ago before as of the time of recording maybe a week and a half um i saw some twitter discussion and this is a cycle that keeps happening over and over where this topic gets brought up but a lot of people were talking kind of into the void about people complaining about model costs so I guess what are your what's your take on that? Do you think VTubers are paying too much for stuff? Do you think there's enough variety in what you can buy or not buy uh, or create yourself? Um, what, what, what do you think about the cost of VTubing? I mean, like generally the cost is pretty high. If you want to like, uh, let's say a good model and good rigging will probably be empty out of the pocket but there is one thing though um mm -hmm. you can cut a lot of cost depending on what you want and of course you don't always need a super good model and super smooth movement of the rigging so i think it's really up to you on how much you want to you know you want to make it cost because like you can definitely definitely make it work with like a simple simple rig and a very very simple uh, model, and you know pump you still pump up good content. So I think it I think it really is up to the person you know commissioning all the work. Or you could also do it yourself, which saves a lot of costing as well. That's true. I do think it's one of those topics where. A lot of people are kind of talking past each other, if that makes sense. I think there's two pieces to it. We kind of touched on it, right? There's the perception of how quality, like how high the quality can be and how much things can be polished, like to the highest, highest level. And of course you want that, right? No one, no one wants uh, yeah. to settle for sub not sub subpar but like for less no one wants to settle for less so you have that on the one hand and then on the other hand you have yeah things are just more expensive now than they were they just are if you go back like oh, yeah. uh early 20 no end of 2020 right around the time when i was looking into this whole shindig basically the cost of everything at that point was maybe a third or less of what it is now so to contextualize that everyone maybe not everyone a lot of people have probably heard of iron vertex right they are kind of best in class when it comes to rigging of models and back then if you looked at the cost of like and the rigs the finished rigs that were coming out of iron vertex it was somewhere in the ballpark of like three to five thousand dollars which was a, still a lot those numbers are kind of imaginary because the only people who know how much they paid are obviously the vtubers themselves or i guess the corporations that bought those models 
But um, that used that seemed to be like what people were saying. Like, okay, if you want the highest possible quality budget, you know, five thousand, maybe a little bit more. If you look now, I believe C9 Vienna. Have you have you heard of her? She's like a dragon. Yeah. V2. Yeah. Okay. So Vienna, she had a new model a little while ago, and she was talking about how like just the model itself was ten thousand. And that's going off of like Ooh. an existing model that she, like, she already has the model base, right? So they, they're not redrawing or I believe they're not redrawing and recutting everything from scratch. They might have been, but either way, like that's a pretty big jump up in terms of just the art being that much. So it, it, it's it is definitely the case that you know, costs have gone up. And I think there's a couple reasons for that. I think one demand for the top end creators, right? For the iron vertex, you know, of rigging and like, you know, people like name an artist who is super popular, like any of them, yeah. their, their demand is like demand for their work is so, so high. And so obviously, you know, basic economics, supply and demand, the they can only make so many models and so the price is going to go up as you know they're getting paid what they're they're worth there's so much demand for it obviously they can afford to charge more people will continue to buy it so it seems fair yeah so Personally, i mean i think yeah. the pricing is like super inflated though still i mean it's yeah as like as an artist like i see the prices sometimes i'm like oh, holy <laughs> like it's super inflated but it's justifiable just like you said the demand is so high nowadays part of the price i think is also like a name recognition thing too like when you buy a model from an artist who is well established you're kind of getting a like a pre-built boost because of that it's not insane it's not like that, like that artist is under no obligation to, you know, retweet every tweet that you ever post and link to all your streams or whatever. So you're not getting like a marketing team or anything, but just having that artist like occasionally post about, oh, yeah, I made this model or something like that is pretty valuable. And it's unfortunate, but having like a model from like one of the well-known community people does give you an in in terms of like, oh, other creators will be like, okay, yeah, I know that person who made this model. Maybe I'll, if this, you know, new VTuber reaches out to me for something, I'll be more likely to say yes if they ask for a collab, for instance, or whatever. Uh, I, it's, again, I don't know how often that necessarily happens, but you are getting a lot out of the gate if you're getting art from someone who is established. Like, their brand will benefit you. So... I think that's one aspect of the cost that sometimes gets glossed over beyond just the, oh, this person is, you know, super well known and everyone wants their art. It's also that part of being super well known means that any projects that you work on, and that's what a VTuber really is, is like a collaborative project. Those projects are going to get a boost because of it. So is it justifiable the mm. cost of every single new model that gets made? Maybe not, but that's definitely something to consider. Consi uh, from just what you said, like, the the famous artist like you know a well-known artist and then they will like retweet it and like give you exposure mm -hmm. i think that is like a bonus as to like add it to the costing i don't think it should be added to the costing because i think it's like a two-way like a two-way connection it's like a natural two-way connection where you know if one side like blows up you know the other side will naturally also rise a bit it's a good point so i think yeah i, I think like if yeah. you if you if you get like a if a uh like a very well-known artist it's more of getting guaranteed quality instead of like a less well-known but also great quality uh, like great quality sure you can get like super super nice models from like unknown artists but you run of you run a very big risk of getting something that you don't want and something that is not up to your expectations you know yeah i think that's where you know people would consider like bigger artists in the community 
because you know you, you know what they can do they have like a guaranteed quality mark on them that's really also what you yeah. said right there's a the very nice bonus you can have for like a big artist like, oh look at my daughter or like my son you know and then they post about you you know like, yeah cloud, basically free cloud for sure in addition to that too the um not just like the guarantee of quality but like also artists who are prolific and therefore probably have high demand you also know that you're going to get something turned around eventually you're going to get you're going to get a piece of like you're there's no risk of you know oh gosh i hope this person is a random doesn't just take my money and dip into the sunrise into the sunset oh yeah so true that's also some people will just yeah. take our money you know i mean it's also the flip side of that is also a common or i don't know about common but it's also like a scary thing that happens right where the artist gets scammed as well so as as an artist it's obviously you know a completely different set of worms and i can't claim to have been in those that type of person's shoes but definitely as a commissioner going to someone who does have a history of you know quality works that they deliver on time their prices are probably higher as a uh, as a result of it but at least you know that yeah you're like you said you're getting that guarantee of quality you're going to get something that will come to you in a timely fashion as well which is important right because there's a pretty big time delay on vtubing stuff like between when you first reach out to when your commission first gets accepted for i don't know a design even because some people will go to one person for design and another person for a model so between that initial like design getting accepted and having a finished product that you can load up into your favorite live 2d software or whatever is there's a pretty big delay and so making cutting that down is nice um it lets you get some return on investment sooner as well so i think all of that kind of ties into some of the unseen reasons why prices are higher for those oh, community yeah. like the really well-known artists also mainly just the fact that you know making a model is like super super hard and takes a lot of time like you yeah. said it's a lot of workload to make a model and to rig it especially gosh so. yeah i don't know if you if you've ever watched anyone do rigging it is long and I, tedious i dabbled into rigging oh, and hold oh <laughs> my lord it was so hard to like actually just to get the mouth to move yeah it's very time consuming and you need a a lot of a lot of knowledge to like make a good rig i think the price is somewhat justifiable even though it's inflated yeah that's another thing you will you're you're paying for the knowledge and the experience like all of the learning that that person did up until the point of taking your commission on taking your money to make something for you you get the you get your paying you're kind of reaping that hard work um it's not just the work that they're doing on your model which is really hard too but also like all the work that they had to do beforehand um to get to the point where now they feel like they can charge what they're charging mm, personal personally as an artist i it's very painful when you know someone says like oh your price is too high can you lower it lower uh, it for yeah. me or like a discount oh, it's so painful because like you, you don't want to downplay like your quality because you know yourself right so yeah at the same time you also kind of feel bad because you, you know models are expensive and you, you kind of know that in the back of your mind so like it's like a very hard position for the artists themselves to be you know so don't be that kind of jackass <laughs> who wants a discount yeah pay for what they offer definitely i think that's what a lot of the discussion comes is you know an artist will receive like a shitty dm where someone's like oh you're your artwork sucks and you're charging way too much blah 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 and i can find someone better with cheaper pricing yeah all right yeah. sure go go do it you don't need to tell me <laughs> but yeah i think yeah don't 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 do that for sure so yeah that's the top end though right is all these prices that are you know skyrocketing because you know everyone wants a brian c yeah. rig or I don't know who's an artist. Uh, <laughs> fuck. 
Dude, I'm such a uh, poser. Yeah, Holy because, shit. Uh, I'm such a poser. <laughs> my lord. Uh, I mean, there's uh, a lot a lot of good artists. Give me give me a half second. A uh, Hayama Fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like who yeah. did does bow in Vienna? Like they want Hayama Fair to draw their model. Like everyone wants that. But realistically, obviously, those people can only take a limited number of commissions. So even if you could pay for that, there's just a limited amount of work that they can take on. So you kind of touched on it earlier. There is a lot of high quality incomers in the space, which I think is really exciting. I think that is one of the things that can help alleviate price if that's a concern for people who are looking to get into VTubing or they've started you know, that process. There are lots and lots of people out there who do make high quality stuff. It's just kind of, that's the gamble you're taking, I guess. They're going to be charging less because their portfolio is smaller and there's just a chance that it might not work out exactly the way you want it to work out. Exactly. So I guess, do you have any, I, I don't ha really have any experience there in terms of how to navigate that. Do you have any, any thoughts or? Any thoughts on how to find like small artists? Yeah. You know, it's pretty hard, I think, if you're not in like the rig space. Mm -hmm. of artists it's very hard to find like small artists that would take like a model job and yeah. it's also super hard to find like even if you find like a small artist that is open somebody else probably found them first that's because everyone wants to be a vtuber like yeah you said. so as to like giving tips i think honestly you should you know, just look at twitter it's fine just search Search the deep end until you find someone that fits your need. There's a lot of people out there, so I think you can probably do it as long as you put in the time to find them, I think. I do wonder, too, like there are people who have more of a finger on the pulse and finding them and asking them like, hey, do you have any artists or something that you recommend for XYZ thing? I think is helpful. I have did that recently for some music asset that I want to commission. Um, I got recommendations oh. for people for, for some of that stuff. And that helped for sure, because all the really well-known <laughs> community figures are Omega booked. And so if, yeah. uh, if I don't want to wait, then that's an option, which is nice. Yeah, for sure. The other aspect in terms of price saving, you, you, uh, you touched on this earlier too, is kind of the, uh, on the one hand, like there's a spectrum right here right? on the one end of the spectrum there's like the complete bespoke you know twenty thousand dollar model that you can get commissioned yeah. from the best in the business the on 144 the, hertz movement you know the 60 fps yeah fully kitted <laughs> with you know v bridger and everything that you're you know would knock the socks off your grandma and then on the other yeah. end of the spectrum you have you know people are completely self-made in terms of you know they drew their own model they did their own rigging and made their own art assets for everything, or they use free to use assets. And ultimately, the quality that you can get from that is really high. It's basically limited by how much time you can put into it, right? Oh yeah, 100%. A lot of free assets nowadays are super high quality. Yeah, I mean, the microphones that we're using are free to use assets and they look really <laughs> nice, yeah. So in terms of making, um, having to trade up one thing for another, there's not really much of a trade-off actually. You can, you can get pretty great stuff for, for cheap out there. There's, oh yeah. There's a bunch of people who make, you know, long, long Twitter threads where they link to all sorts of free use assets. There's great guides and stuff out there for, you know, how to, make a model in Photoshop, what type of considerations do you need for that or whatever art program you use. And then once you have it, you know how to cut it and how to rig it. And so really, if you wanted to, you can spend nothing and get something that you'll probably be pretty happy with. So it really is very interesting how wide that scale is, I guess. And yeah, it does kind of feel like there's advantages to if you can afford it to, you know, really buy something that is best in class, but I don't think it's necessary. And I think that 
the days in which doing that and that would let you make enough of a splash to like kind of ride the wave for a bit are kind of over. If you go, if you look back in the end of 2020 and early 2021, at least in the North American Indies, indie space, there were a lot of people getting, you know, new models and getting them rigged and everything by, you know, some of these best in class creators. And that alone, like just the hype and excitement of, oh shit, a new model from X person or a new rig from yeah. Y people was kind of a huge boost. But I think the uh, the market's a little more saturated now and like the level of quality coming out of everyone is so high that it's not, maybe not as worth it even. And like, mm. you, you might even be better off not spending um, all that money because the boost that you would get from that isn't as much as it was relative to the size of the scene. Um, the scene's just grown so much larger since then that if you got the same like straight numbers of eyes on your tweet or whatever, it's just not as much of a proportional impact, if that makes sense. Yeah. Nowadays, if you if you get a model, like a super good model, just for like the extra exposure, it's definitely not worth much anymore. Yeah. I think really what it is is like a like a personal satisfaction thing. Like how much you, the person, really want that thing. So <laughs> Uh, personal example, the, um, the emotes that I just got commissioned are from someone who I knew from minute one, this is the person I want to do my emotes. And so I was comfortable with waiting for it and paying a lot for it because her emotes are very high quality. And so could I have gotten very good emotes from someone else for less? Absolutely. But this is something that I kind of, that I was able, uh, I was able to, you know, do the mental calculus and be like, yep, yeah, this is what I want. I can afford it it's fine. So I think that's kind of how you have to approach it. It's very yeah. easy to blow your budget clean out of the water if you don't stop and, you know, really think about it when you're looking at all this stuff. Because there's a lot of things to spend money on as a VTuber. There's just so much. Yeah. yeah, way too much. You have all these art assets. There's like tons of hardware too. People are like, what mic should I buy? Should I get a Go XLR? Should I get, you know, a stream deck? Do I need uh, a better PC? Do I need, you know, 8 billion monitors? Do I need, you know, how many skebs should I be and commissioning? consoles. <laughs> yeah, consoles, capture card, everything under the sun. And it's like, uh, you slow down there. Just, you can, you can, you can just get a laptop. And like you said, get a laptop, a microphone, you have a phone probably and that's all you need to start yeah you don't need you don't need much to start you can spend a lot but you know you can produce this almost the same quality if you do things right i think i think you're right i think ultimately if all you have going for you is like high quality assets and everything people might check you out but EOD, you need to be entertaining. That's the whole point, is to be entertaining. Yeah. All it matters is your your content, honestly. Absolutely. That's what it definitely comes back to, is the content. It's all about the content, man. <laughs> I mean, in the long run, if you look at a lot of like popular VTubers, all their content is like super, super solid, you know? There's, if they're like pretty popular, they're probably super entertaining. So, yeah. I think if people, if people, you know, wanna grow and they think, you know, oh, better expensive assets equals good content, <laughs> they, they probably just waste money in the end, you know? Yeah. Completely miss the point. Yeah, they 100% missed the point. There's like a big misconception where like the more you spend, the better quality your content will be, which I disagree because like a lot of the, I think the quality of the content uh, depends on like your personality a lot, you know, your persona being a VTuber. <laughs> 
Yeah. So like a lot of people say, oh, being a VTuber is expensive. There's like a margin of people who think that, thinks that having a better model equals better content, 100%, which uh, is kind of... Well, bruh, but all the moment. all the best VTubers, they have the good models. Well, what about that? Yeah, all the best. What about that? What are you going to say about that? I mean, you know, having a better better model, you know, it's like, oh, I, oh, it's a pretty pretty model of Iron Mouse. I mean, if Iron Mouse had like a plastic, you know, 2D picture of like a moving, you know, like a moving picture of just a, like a... Su- super scuffed moving mouth I think Iron Mouse would still succeed because at the end of the day her content is super good from her personality not from the model itself you know absolutely no I completely agree and also it's easy to like look at you know the big creator who has turned it into their career and as such has enough of a revenue stream that they can continue to invest back into their content and into like their model or whatever it's easy to see that and not realize that they have the good model now because they were successful enough to get to the point where they could afford to buy the good model right you you can't you can maybe start with one good model but unless you're like the son or daughter of like an oil baron eventually you're gonna run out of money if you're not making content that's driving engagement that's you know getting advertising revenue or whatever um because yeah if you're not if you're not entertaining people aren't going to be able to you're not going to be able to get the finance like the funding you need to continue to improve the quality of your assets and everything unless you're doing it for fun and you have a nine to five day job and you're not really looking to grow and you just want to dump money into having a pretty model which is totally fine i guess but oh yeah 100 percent. it's definitely not how most people are gonna get from to having you know the really nice quality of everything so definitely important to contextualize that yeah you don't need it and if you are genuinely entertaining and producing good content the success will come as long as you're marketing yourself properly and then you'll be able to afford whatever you want. Yeah. Basically, you shouldn't you shouldn't put like the cost like the quality of your content in the costing, I think. Yeah. Right? I think it's easy to conflate the two for some of the stuff for some of the reasons that we said, but ultimately, yeah, it's like a completely separate thing. They're not linked. They're not the same. No. <laughs> they are similar, but they're not the same. Yeah, and it can be tough to hear that, honestly as someone who's like just starting out and you don't know you don't have a viewership or anything and all you can really do is kind of throw money into into the into the pit and hope it works <laughs> right so it is it is tough and it does feel like maybe if i could afford to shell out for you know better quality of xyz thing that would help but no and my experience as a lurker for a while now it doesn't feel like anyone has found success like that everyone who is successful is successful because they've earned it anyone who's successful off of that the the quality of their model no hate or like no target towards them necessarily they probably will fall off <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they probably will fall off like at the end of the day unless they're you know they become entertaining, you know. Yeah, and I mean that can definitely like happen. Drive. Getting a lot of yeah. um a lot of eyes early on can be the type of thing you need to find the creative spark to start producing good content. But yeah, I mean that's not that doesn't seem like a reliable way of doing it. I think having Yeah, that is very risky. Yeah. Having something having the content first, probably the the safest way to do it. Alright. So, what do what do you think about PNG tubers? Are they, are they like VTubers? What do you think? Well, as a PNG tuber, obviously they are. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, jokes aside, I think yes. My personal definition of VTuber is pretty loose with it. I think hybrid VTubers 
are legitimate VTubers. I think PNG tubers are legitimate VTubers. I think ultimately, as long as you're producing content of some style and you have an avatar that you use at least part of the time and you want to append the label to yourself, then it kind of counts. But it's tough because then the line of like, what is content is the question. And that one's a little finicky because like if you just tweet, are tweets content? Maybe. I, honestly, I think they are because like Twitter, <laughs> Twitter is content. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like people consume Twitter. They consume it for the content on Twitter. So one thing that you can think about is like, is it possible to make revenue off of it? I don't know that for my personal definition that matters, but I know at least it is possible to be an influencer and earn a living off of that. So sure, why not? Why, why not become like a big Twitter VTuber and then use that to get sponsorships or whatever. And then bada bing, bada boom. Now you have revenue that you're earning off of it. And so what, what, what do you think? Mm, from like, I heard a lot of things from a lot of people personally. I, I think I'm on the neutral spectrum on this topic because at one side, you know, I, I kind of am an ex-PNG VTuber, but I never really called myself a VTuber because I don't want to anger that, you know, a lot of VTubers don't think PNG tubers are VTubers from the fact that PNG tubers don't have rigging, you know, you don't actually move around and, you know, there's like how you need. There's like half the cost and like basically a lot of VTubers think that you don't put in as much effort, as much costing. But on the other end of the spectrum, there's a lot of VTubers who use PNGs when, you know, the game, the games take, take too much out of their PC. You know, sometimes it gets like their PC gets overloaded from their model because, you know, models True. take uh, a lot of like a lot of CPU and yeah. do they take a lot of graphics card like power? I think it probably depends on your setup and if you're which uh, piece of hardware you're using to run the software. I actually haven't ever opened up any of the any of those software programs yet. So I don't actually know off a of personal experience, but I imagine mm. you could do it through your graphics card or your CPU. But but yeah, a lot of VTubers have like uh, poopy you know, PCs, they want to play like high-end games and what they do is basically just slap a PNG on and say that's me instead, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're still VTubers. So, like, it's, you know, there's two ends of the spectrum. And I personally, I'm in the middle because I agree with both points because, like, normal, normal VTubers, not like uh, PNG tubers, they spend a justifiable amount on on their rigging right and i feel like the effort into like rigging and stuff instead of being just a png it should mm -hmm. add into becoming a vtuber in a way but at the same time you know being a png itself you know you could be a vtuber right yeah like one side like one side you you know, you, you don't really need rigging like we like we talked about like just now like costing. You know, you know you don't really need it to be a VTuber. So like, mm -hmm. uh, I spoke to one of the one of the company VTubers a time some time ago. They basically said the same thing about like a a lot of people spent a lot of like money on rigging a thing that should be like justifiable to be like a VTuber, you know, they spend more. Therefore, like, no, the, what they say is PNG tubers don't, aren't worthy enough to be VTubers <laughs> is what they said. Okay. So that's like a, there's a little bit of elitism there then. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Personally, I also think uh, uh, like a lot of elitism is like, 
a lot of high horsing. Is that a word? Yeah. High horsing.、Uh, it is now. It is now. It is now. It's in my <laughs> vocabulary.、Yeah. There's a lot of high horsing in those like VTubers mindsets.、Mm-hmm. It's somewhat justifiable and somewhat not. You know, I I understand why they think like that, but I don't necessarily agree. Right. Yeah, I.、Mm. Yeah, it's it's like a sketchy, sketchy, you know, line to tread on. Yeah, I mean,、uh, I can see a legitimate argument there because avatar streaming, like where you have a picture and that's just who you like representing your persona online, streaming under an avatar has existed since like forever. So, if PNG tubing is VTubing is. At VTubing, and it's like, at some yeah, point, yeah, it's very confusing. At some point, like, if you blur the lines too much, then you get like, you get the meme of like, the annoying orange was the first VTuber, right? So, oh yeah. So, like, cl- clearly, there's something fundamentally different. It kind of goes back to the first topic, right? Where there's there's these things that are kind of the trappings of a VTuber. You don't need the anime aesthetic, but if you have the anime aesthetic, you're probably a VTuber. You don't need to have rigging, maybe, but if you have rigging, then you're probably a VTuber. If you, I don't know, do short form content or you stream, versus if you're just on Twitter, then you're probably a VTuber. So it's like a bunch of markers or different qualities that VTubers probably have, and I think if you have enough of them. Then yeah, you're a VTuber, so long as you want to call yourself a VTuber. It, it's definitely I, yeah flexible, in my opinion. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think it's also like slightly because of the cultural difference. I think if you like,、mm. if you're like a JP PNG tuber, they'll probably call you a PNG tuber instead of VTuber. Whereas、uh-huh. en en community wise, they are probably more open. That's a good point. That's a good point. It definitely a topic for a completely future episode. But there's definitely a cultural like a culture gap, for sure. And not even just between like JP and the rest of the world, but also North American VTubers and European VTubers or Australian VTubers or South American VTubers or you know Southeast Asia. Yada 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 yada, and so probably then the experience that you whoever is talking about this question has had in like the communities that they've been a viewer or a VTuber probably would shape the answer that you have to that question. I think that might be why I'm maybe more flexible on the definition、uh, as、yeah. someone with more experience. Most of my experience is like in the EN indie scene, so. Yeah, I think I think you're right because I'm more or less from the JP side of the community.、Mm-hmm. So like I I kind I honestly kind of understand the elitism that you you pointed out. That's、mm-hmm. why I was in the middle, you know. As、yeah. if some you know some people would like completely disagree with what I said, but from from where I come from, I mean, there's like a very solid. You know, a very solid barrier in the the JP scene for you know what is a VTuber compared to like the EN. I think interesting. Do you, one like kind of tangential question then is, do you have to be on YouTube to be a VTuber? Right, this Twitch、oh, account. Oh hell no, dude. Okay, so hundred percent Twitch accounts. Do they have like as I don't know maybe as I don't I wonder if that's like cultural a culture gap thing too, but. Is that something that's less of a obviously? If you're on Twitch, you're still a VTuber. I wonder if like that perception is different in Japan because a lot、From、of the Japanese VTubers, even the small ones that I'm familiar with, like the really really tiny ones, are on YouTube compared to Twitch. In the old times, if you stream on Twitch, maybe you know, maybe. But nowadays, like. A lot of VTubers use like Twitchcasting, Twitch. True. Like, for example, like Niji Sanji Kanae. You know, he's streaming Valorant on Twitch as well. 
Yeah. You know, you can stream wherever you want nowadays. I don't think there's like a necessarily need to, you know, you must be on YouTube, you know, that kind of thing. I think it's more free nowadays. I think the old days it's because of, you know, the like the most the majority of VTuber fans, listeners are watching YouTube. That's why a lot of even small VTubers from JP decide to go to YouTube instead of Twitch because Twitch is relatively smaller at the time in the JP scene. So that's that might be why. Yeah, I, I wonder too if part of the perception shift is like as you said. Like the really big VTubers, like the Hololives, the Niji, the Hololivers, and the Niji Sanji Livers, branching out and using multiple platforms. I wonder if that has helped, at least on that front. Although I, I, uh, I can't imagine anyone was seriously being like, "Oh, if you're streaming on Twitch, even in, like the JP side." I can't imagine there were very many people who were seriously that curious about it. I think it's just a, like a funny <laughs> meme that people bring up. Um, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> So I do wonder then but, yeah. if the PNG for like Ari the PNG tuber question, if like you were for to instance see some of those really big streamers use a PNG a lot of the time, I wonder if that would help with shake the community perception. Like if tomorrow everyone in Nijisanji En just decided that yeah, I'm gonna just use a PNG for like a month or something. I wonder if the perception would shift. My gut feeling I, is yeah. yes, but I don't know. It's also kind of an outlandish scenario to imagine. So I think I think it's a yes though, because like Hololive and Niji Sanji are like the forefront runners mm -hmm. of like the community. They really set an example of like you know the the big example of being like VTubers. Even though like that, just like we said, like PNG tubers are VTubers. I think even in JP, right, a lot of like big, uh, big VTubers uh, use PNG here and there. So like the 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 mindset already shifted a bit, I think. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I think I think it's a yes from like the question. Interesting. They hundred percent yeah. can influence like the mindset of like the community because like they're the they're the strong backbone of the community. Yeah, I mean, if you consider the, the like the question of like what is a VTuber, right? Even even more fundamentally than are PNG tubers VTubers, we already talked about how some of the things that the big corpos do just become convention for no reason other than oh yeah, you know, Hololive did it, so I'll do it. Things like calling like when an indie retires. They graduate, but you're not graduating from anything. You're an independent VTuber. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we only call it a graduation because Hololive calls it a graduation because the idol scene calls it a graduation because that one idol group that was school themed when their member retired, they graduated. So it's all kind of just made up. But if enough people believe in it, I guess it's real. So yeah, it, it honestly depends on what the community wants to think. Yeah. It all depends on that. You know, if you don't agree with me and you're in the community, you're just wrong. So maybe change your opinion. <laughs> so there, there we go. I think I think that is all that I have to say for the rest of the, uh, on this topic. If you don't agree with me that PNG tubers are VTubers, you're wrong. Sorry. Cope. Cope L plus ratio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're wrong. But yeah. If you guys have like any input on the topics we talk about today, you guys can comment on the comment section. I'm really interested to see what the thoughts are on some of this stuff. I know there's, if these are like both topics that are perpetual discussion points, and like a lot of, a lot of it is just kind of rehashing the same ground that got tried upon. But hopefully, I think we talked about some stuff that I don't see talked about very often, and hopefully, yeah, the comment comment section will have other things that are interesting so yeah please please let me know if you think that i'm wrong because you're not right i'm never wrong yeah as a as a wise man as a wise man once said 
My bad, your fault. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely stealing that one. Yeah, no, my 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 go-to is I'm never wrong. I never apologize. <laughs> um, I, I I said that one. I'm the wise man. Easy crap. But I hope like this podcast reaches to like the people who is just get getting into VTubing or like VTubers in general. Yeah, because I, th- I feel like you know getting into the community. It's kind of like you walking through a maze a bit when you're studying out. Like, what is what and, you know, what is this whole life thing? Yeah. Why is there a white fox on my YouTube feed every day? <laughs> oh, you no. Know? It's over. <laughs> it's but yeah, over. I agree that there's a lot of there's a lot of jargon, a lot of um, convention for the sake of convention. A lot of things that just are because they are. And so, yeah, it can definitely be confusing if you're new to the idea of VTubers and you want to, like, learn. Or if you want to hop into it yourself, it can be confusing. Why are things called the things they are or whatever? So definitely, yeah, hopefully this helps a little bit. And if not, please reach out to me. I love talking about this shit. I will never shut up if you ask me a question about it. That's all for today. Thank you for coming to the podcast. If you want to support us, you can like and subscribe hit the bell button if you're from spotify you can hit the follow button and if you want to follow extra news from us you can follow our twitter in the description we also have our own socials which is also in the description thanks everyone catch you all next time all right see ya bye bye bye